Uh, welcome, everyone. Uh, I'm Dr. Carmen Polifido, and I'm happy to welcome today Dr. A.J. Kurian, who is from the Wills Eye Hospital, where he is Associate Professor of Ophthalmology. Thanks for uh, AJ, AJ, welcome to Retina Synthesis. And uh, we're going to talk today about the use of cooling for anesthesia and intravitreal injection. Can you um, give us uh, an overview of the technology involved? Sure. So I think we're all familiar with the use of ice, things like that for anesthesia, whenever we get a bump or a bruise, uh, it's one of the oldest forms of anesthesia. And we are all familiar with the different forms of anesthesia that we use for intravitreal injections. And so the goal of the cooling device is to essentially provide a very specific temperature for cooling um, in a very small area in order to anesthetize for intravitreal injections. The main benefit of the cooling device is that it essentially is very fast. And so uh, when you compare it to some of our longer um, time-consuming anesthesia methods like subconscious type of lidocaine or lidocaine gel, um, this would definitely speed things up in the delivery of the anesthesia. So what's the um, current technology that's being used? What's so, the setup? So it's a handheld device with a disposable tip. And so the disposable tip is sterile. And so um, essentially use a new tip for every single patient and you deliver the cooling um, over 15 seconds and then you perform the injection right after that. Mm -hmm. the, um, is the, is the uh, handheld device uh, attached to a tank or anything like that, or is it all self-contained? It's all self-contained. It basically looks like a, like a small like a device you can just hold in your hand and then press right up to the eye, and mm -hmm. you press it essentially right at the limbus. And then um, you can there's some uh, feedback that you get from the machine that tells you that the cooling has been applied, and then you inject right after that. This um, procedure has been studied in a number of clinical trials. Can you discuss some of the clinical trial results and the design of the trials? Sure. So the trials that have already been completed were open label trials. So COOL1 was essentially just looking at a dose response um, for the cooling. And so it's just a, three different arms, uh, minus 10 degrees for 20 seconds, minus 15 degrees for 15 seconds, and minus 15 degrees for 20 seconds. What they found in that study was that the patients had uh, the best response to the minus 15 degrees for 15 seconds. And so that resulted in a second study, COOL2, which was in patients who had previously undergone subconscious type of lidocaine for their anesthesia, underwent either 15 degrees at 10 seconds or 15 degrees at 15 seconds. Um, and what they found in that study is that the patients in the minus 15 degrees at 10 seconds had pretty similar um, pain scores to historical controls uh, with lidocaine gel. And then when you ask these patients which anesthesia they preferred, an overwhelming 82% preferred the cooling device. And a lot of feedback that they got was that even though the injection um, with subconscious level anesthesia felt similar to the um, injection with the cooling in terms of pain, what they noticed was that the after effects were a lot better. The eye didn't feel as irritated. Um, there was way less subconscious type of hemorrhages. And so that's why the patients in that study preferred the cooling method. And so now we're doing a head-to-head -head between lidocaine gel versus the cooling device in a non-inferiority study. And that's COOL3 that's currently underway and is in the process of uh, completing enrollment. 
what's the study design like for cool three? So that's a randomized um, trial um, where we're essentially uh, randomizing to either uh, lidocaine gel um, with a sham cooling versus a sham gel with the cooling device. Mm -hmm. Well, that's uh, that that's very clever. That is that is very very clever. Um, yeah, do you use this routinely in your practice these days? So or I don't. Some of your practice. Yeah, it's still um, under the clinical trial at this point, and so we're waiting for FDA approval before it's available for our regular clinical practice. Um, overall, just for feedback from some of the people who are involved in the clinical trial, it's been very favorable. Um, we're uh, very interested in seeing how the impact would be for throughput in clinics, especially in clinics that rely heavily on uh, lidocaine gel and subconscious type of lidocaine for their anesthesia. Um, the going back to the cooling device, how does it how does it get the, the there's no liquid nitrogen or other other external coolant? How does the cooling device get cold? So that's definitely a good question for Gunho Kim, the, the CEO of Recents, who essentially developed the technology. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not certain exactly the mechanisms in which that they um, have engineered the ability for it to maintain the cooling and keep the cooling at the proper temperature. But I know that that was their biggest hurdle to be able to have such a fine-tuned device for ensuring that the proper temperature was there that didn't result in any tissue damage um, was what they were working on for a while from the engineering side of it. Um, how many uh, applications does uh, it work for? For it needs to be re is it is it a so-called rechargeable device? Yes, yeah. The device itself is rechargeable. The tips are the part that's disposable, and so the device itself it has a, a charging dock um, and is essentially designed to last an entire clinic day. Um, and then the disposable tips are disposed between every single patient. Mm -hmm. Do you have an idea of what the uh, pharmacoeconomics of this procedure would be? I think that they're still waiting for approval before they can figure out all those uh, aspects of it. I think the goal would be to um, be able to have it increase your speed in clinic um, to offset that cost of the cooling uh, device itself. Mm -hmm. um, how does it affect the transaction time? In your in in your classical uh, clinic, how are you doing anesthesia? How much time is it taking you per patient, and compared to to the use of, of the uh, the cooling device? Yeah, so I think it all depends on your type of anesthesia. And so, if you're using lidocaine gel, where you usually let that gel sit there for a few minutes, um, or if you're using subconscious lidocaine, where you have to perform the lidocaine injection leave and then come back after a certain amount of time, that's where the cooling device is going to be much faster because you're essentially putting it on for um, like 10 seconds and then performing the injection right after that. And so it essentially is very similar to if you're using topical drops. Mm -hmm. So uh, how much, so, so what is your personal, do you use gel or, uh, lidocaine, subconscious lidocaine right now, or? So I use, uh, I use mostly topical drops for most of my patients, but then in a subset of patients who are not able to tolerate just topical drops, then I use either subconscious of lidocaine or um, a plugget um, prior to injection. And mm -hmm. so 
So for those subcontral lidocaine patients where you have to go and perform an injection, then come back after like five to 10 minutes, that's where um, that patient staying in that room for that mm-hmm. period of time um, is definitely the biggest, the biggest thing that, that I think something like this device would help improve because it would essentially free up your chair time so that it would allow another patient to come into that room, improve your clinic flow. Yeah. And the number of injections, the average, do we have an idea of what the average number of injections the um, retina specialists are doing these days per day? Hmm. I don't know. I'm sure it varies a lot between practices and uh, locations. But it it could be, uh, I mean, there are, there are clinics where, individual surgeon is approaching 100 injections a day so yeah the transaction time there is, is is crucial yes it's definitely it's crucial because basically uh it's, it's space and time mm-hmm. are competing for re- resources so when, exactly. will cool, when will the cool three trial be over um so we're hoping that the enrollment will be finished uh, very soon hopefully within the next few weeks and so um, then it's going to take some time to analyze the data, but we're very excited about uh, bringing it to completion and, and taking a look at the data to see how it, how it does. Well, great. AJ, thanks a lot for your discussion of uh, cooling anesthesia for intravitreal injection. It sounds promising. Well, thank you so much. And thanks for having me on, Dr. Perlifito. It's always great seeing you.